Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Druhan Show. It's time for the big reveal. I'm here with Cooper Producer. Hi. Hello. How you doing? Good. You know, we haven't been on the air in a while again. I know. I know. But, you know, sometimes you got you get distracted. Yes. Like, life is busy. Life is busy. And it's a gorgeous summer in Wisconsin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And But more so, I had to go interview Porky's Groove Machine. Yeah. I know. It's here, it's here. We're going to reveal it for you in just moments, guys. This is moments away. And uh, I just want to preface that I am so thankful that Porky sat down with me and uh, discussed their band. You know, they are a fun bunch of people. And it's uh, it was it was certainly uh, an interesting time to sit down with them. And you're going to find out just how interesting things can get with Porky's Groove Machine here <laughs> so coming excited. up. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, so Cooper may or may not have had a little tidbit inside pre-listen, so. (laughs) (laughs) Perks of being a producer. Oh, yes. Uh Um, With that said, I just want to, like, warn my listeners, you know, I'm still new to the podcasting and getting all this sound to be great. And when you have six people sharing one microphone, sound is not always always at its best, you know. And me being just little, you know, tiny Drew, you know, with this TJ little podcast, you know, and it's two little microphones, USB'd up to his uh, laptop. I can't tell musicians how to, like, I don't want to tell musicians, like, do it like this. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, with that, so with that said, they all would grab the mic and hold the mic and be different, you know, uh, lengths away from it so you'll hear some really good quality sound and then i think you might hear a little muffled sound i tried to do the best i could to edit that so yeah just bear with us yeah just that's well said bear with it power through <laughs> um you're still going to enjoy what you hear and uh it, i think the overall content is pretty good oh, so yes. um not that I didn't correct them a few times with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a disciplining, you know, nanny of some sort. Uh, could you not touch the microphone? <laughs> so without further ado, I'm going to go into a song by Porky's Groove Machine. This is off their latest album, Hello My Name Is. It's the lead track on that album called Double Dip. And then on the other side of that Double Dip is Porky's Groove Machine. Can't wait. Woo-woo. The night is young, the party's hot. Everyone's marching on that dip you brought You grab a chip and take a bite But look around and wait until the moment's right To do the dip
hot. It's live. Wow. All right, it welcome to hot. the Drew Han Show. I'm here. Yeah, there we go. A little audience. All right, I got Porky's Groove Machine here. Um, we got the whole crew. I'm going to try to, I was trying to memorize everybody's. We got Marshall, Matt, Luke, slash Larry, Nick, Shasta. Love that name, by the way. And Ian. Elon, sorry. Whoops. Okay. All right. Do you get that a lot? All the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the back over there? This is Allie. Cool. Red dog. Alligator. Alligator. I like it. All right. Um, I have a random first question to ask you guys first. Not anything to do with music, really. Um, but me and my roommate kind of got into a little debate, and I thought maybe you guys could help me settle this with a poll. Sure we can. All right. Okay. So we were we have a, a guest room in our apartment. We're, we're kind of setting up. But it is kind of music related because if any artists need a place to stay, they can crash by us. All right. Is this an official invitation? Oh. Yeah. Well, if all seven of you want to cram in, you're welcome <laughs> <All right>. to. <laughs> well, we were making up the bed, and uh, we got to do a, a discussion about top sheet. Okay. Do you guys use a top sheet in your beds? I do. You do? Top sheet. Well, there's so the fitted sheet that goes the around the bed, yeah. and then the top sheet is the one that goes between you and the blanket. It's above usually. you. On top of you? So it's underneath the comforter. It's underneath the comforter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Keeps your, keeps your sweat from permeating the comforter. Okay. Elon has some input here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really how you say my name. Um, but uh, <laughs> the accent's on the on the A. Elon. Elon. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about Top Sheet because there's something I really don't understand. It's supposed to go between you and the blanket, right? Yeah. What's the point of having like a fleece-lined blanket or like a soft blanket then if you're going to sleep? I mean, I understand like keeping it clean, but if you're going to have something between you and like the soft flannel blanket, what I don't understand. Flannel and soft texturally pleasant blankets aren't for your bed, Elon. Elon. They're for your, like your couch and stuff. And also blankets aren't only for your bed. You can wrap yourself in a blanket and be on the couch <laughs> you're avoiding the quit like that you can't just you can't just answer the question by being like well this other thing what's the point of having the top sheet like you know what's the point of having like a a, a nice textured blanket if you're gonna have a sheet in between you and the blanket I think we're all going about this wrong I think if you wanted to wick away the sweat you should be wearing full body pajamas okay just so everyone knows. Right. But I personally like to be fully naked in my bed and have the texture of the sheets on my body. And the top sheet does not feel great. And my duvet feels wonderful. So that's all I've got to say. Well, with, if you are if you don't use a top sheet, how often do you wash, wash your comforter then? I don't want to answer that question. Oh, okay. <laughs> I take the fifth. <laughs> All right, very good. So, just by a show of hands, how many people use the top sheet? I'm a big fan of top sheet. I have a final Pass input. the mic. Final input. In, in, a, in an environment where many people are going to be sharing this bed, I think a top sheet becomes necessary. Because what, are you going to wash this? Yeah. Well, the, oh, yes, yes. It's a guest In the case of a hotel situation, a guest, guest room. room. Yeah. But yeah, your personal bed. Your personal so, bed. all you want to wash is the, is the sheets, right? You yeah. don't want to have to wash, like, you undo your comforter and do that whole thing all the time and get a dry clean. What the hell are you... Right. Yeah. But you can have nice feeling sheets. Yeah, you get those nice like $100 silk sheets. Well, no, nah, I'm just kidding. All right, very good. Well, thanks for obliging with that question. I felt like it's a very millennial thing to not use top sheets. Older people, older school, older generations, they love their top. I like the top sheet personally. Like yeah, yeah, I was going to say like from what I understand, you are an expert when it comes to <laughs> sheets and the folding of them and so oh, like i think yes, you're uh, yes your roommate must have some nerve to go head to head with you very true <laughs> i didn't think I'll of that i'll have to really call her out on that i just i like the top sheet when it's, when it's summer i like a little something over me but not that full comforter you know so i need yeah. a little weight you know interesting so well said guys well said <laughs> All right, let's get into some, to some real music questions here, or just stuff about your band. Just for my listeners who don't know you guys, just kind of getting to know you, let's have at her. <laughs> okay, so my first question for you guys is, uh, how did Porky's Groove Machine come to be? And I want to start with, you have a new song on your latest album, Ballad of a Hot Dog Trombone, and in, the, in there are lyrics, <laughs> moved to Wisconsin at the age of 18, filled up with the funk but still rather green, met with his buddies Queso and Squid, he whipped up some wieners, here's what they did. 
Well, it sounds like we should pass this to the hot dog trombone. Yeah. So elaborate from there how this group came to be. All right. So Porky's Group Machine, all the, all the members attended Lawrence University, where we are at this very moment. Yeah. Sitting in the jazz room. Um Eating toppers, <laughs> which we wished was Little Caesars. We found out that Little Caesars closed oh. since the last time we were here. Oh, which one around here? On Richmond. Oh, wow, well, that sucks. Which up. is a huge disappointment for society. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we all came to Lawrence. Uh, worked in the conserva. We learned music in the conservatory, and uh, by the time we we rolled into our second year, the squid. Myself and our uh, our late Captain Queso, no, uh, a previous <laughs> member of the band, we all we all met and uh, started this band, started gathering an ensemble together, playing shows, playing uh, and and developing the band. What was the question again? How do we start? Yeah, um, how'd you come to me? I mean, you're getting there. What else? Yeah, 2011, Red Dog certainly, you know, lubricated the. The machinery at the get-go. I don't know what else needs to be said here. Once we started drinking Red Dog, it was just <laughs> off to the races. Well, that would lead me to my next question. How did you come up with Porky's Groove Machine as a name? Was that a long process, or did, was that part of the Red Dog? It was more... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was more an issue of, like, we had a couple songs that we knew, and uh, Oktoberfest was coming up. And there was a stage where there was a slot available to play. And um, we're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll like get on that stage. We'll play our, our first show. Uh, but we don't have a name, so we had to come up with one really fast. And we just like threw some names at the wall, and that one stuck. Porky's Groove Machine, huh? We thought it'd be hard to forget, but people <laughs> prove us wrong on that oh. <laughs> all the time. Before it was our band name, it was our trivia team name. For uh, Lawrence Great Midwest Trivia Contest, I okay. don't know if you've heard of yeah, I heard this. It. Yeah, so that, it was our trivia team name. I guess our f- freshman year, also. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so we'd already started to identify with it. I guess. <laughs> I thought you said that you identify as Porky's Groove Machine. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's how I identify sexually. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna throw the mic over to Shasta. I got a question for her. You're the newest member of the of the group. Yes, that What's is correct. The, how, what was it like coming into this group full of guys? You know, I always think it's funny when people ask me that. I had a lady come up to me after a show and go, do you feel safe playing oh. with all these boys? And I was like, are you kidding me? I've never felt so safe in my life. You know, like we're at gigs and people are, you know, being drunken, flirtatious and crazy. And I have six older brothers surrounding me at all times, making sure that nobody does something stupid, including me. <laughs> um and I mean, I had not grown up, I guess in college, my freshman year, every college party I went to, I wanted to go to a Porky's concert Okay. because those so were, were the most first, fun. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I spent a ton of nights at uh, Squid and former Captain Queso's room drinking Red Dog and playing stupid video games. And uh, so I had a, a really strong connection with all of them without any of them knowing really okay <laughs> and so when i got asked to join it was like really really just wonderful and i was absolutely stoked and they're all so welcoming and nice i'm just so happy to be a part of it <laughs> well, um. <laughs> well it's good to see you up there i think you fit in well you look like you fit in well anyway and some female power up there on stage you well, know it's always you can thank my mom for the outfit oh okay she helped me out for my birthday decided i needed some more unicorn stuff so she sent me my sequin top from iheartraves.com tm (laughs) (laughs) it came with a unicorn sticker on it and on the back it said iheartraves.com so i don't know where my mom (laughs) ended up there but yeah it's great right on all right what is the songwriting process like for you guys and where do you pull your inspiration from with songs like freak in the sheets psa don't turn me on and doing it my personal favorite puberty there's a theme here a lot tell me about this like these songs whereas <laughs> I, I think I maybe can a- address this you know <laughs> they're fun songs don't get me wrong yeah. but they're very quirky unique and that's why we love you guys so we always wanted to talk about important issues that people are not talking about um, and a, a big one there is you know um, yes 
sex. <laughs> you mean coitus? <laughs> Anyways, don't be yeah, shy. We're all adults here. Yeah, no. <laughs> like we like to we like to uh, write songs about things that we think are like kind of important. So you know, on our first album, we wrote about uh, uh, brunch. Um, you know, and there's yeah. a little bit of subtext there. Um, that greasy sausage gets you hot. I wanna lick your muffin top. Baby, baby, make my day. Serve me up your fish fillet. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super subtle. And then, um, you know, uh, for like freaking the sheets and stuff. Um, I mean, that one's actually just like just about spreadsheets. Um, oh, gotcha. Like, sure. That's, uh, people uh-huh. make that mistake all the time. Oh, do they? <laughs> you know, and puberty. <laughs> I mean, like, at, everyone goes through it, but no one's no one's writing songs about like the real depths and drops of puberty. Um, and so, yeah, we, we thought it was important to, uh, you know, write what we know, I guess. All right. Well, that's great. They're good songs. Like I said, puberty is my favorite. That's how I found you guys. Uh, first song I heard, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta check out this band. Some, you know, I didn't expect you guys to be a bunch of young kids. I thought it's going to be these older adults, just like some jazz band. And they, what, they wrote one quirky song, you know? And then I saw you guys, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I can, I can (laughs) give you one, one special, uh, trivia fact about puberty go ahead that it also addresses our songwriting process okay and really highlights i think uh how involved and uh thoughtful we are in our compositions the song is in the key of b natural which stands for balls and then the bri- the chorus the bridge the yeah whether we say there they go we move to the key of d which uh-huh. stands for drop <laughs> i'm following you and that's that, that's a large that's a large uh, <laughs> portion of how that why that song is what it is. And 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 Drew, a fun fact that you might enjoy is that the song was written in this room. Really, it was. Wow, Can I'm you right here. Where feel it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I I I just personally think uh, it's hilarious to write songs about like ostensibly like like mundane things. That have like kind of a sexual undertone. I just think that's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> do you just? To, I just want to be like as concrete as possible. Does it make it difficult when you have to do shows trying to censor some of your stuff depending on your audience? Sometimes, but also like I don't know. I think with with like don't turn me on and walk away. I think it it hits in a spot where it's like the joke's obvious. There's not, there's no swear words in it. Uh, there's no real mention of sex. Um, but, you know, so sometimes we just will or won't. You will or you won't. Should I just play a song? But, but I, I don't find it too particularly hard. Here, Matt. I just, I had another thought. I was just gonna say, you know how in like uh, Pixar, Disney movies and stuff, they like they have jokes for the for the parents, right? That like the kid doesn't get, and then you right. watch it like eight year eight years later and. You're like, oh, there's like another layer of jokes. Very here. much, yeah. Uh, I think often when we play those songs, I mean, maybe not with puberty so much, but when we play some <laughs> some of the other songs, um, like in a, at a community, you know, an all ages event, the eight year olds in the audience don't get the metaphor. Okay, but that's all right because they get to learn about you know energy efficiency or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then all the parents <laughs> and everyone else is like, oh, this is hilarious. And I don't know. Also, it's Wisconsin, and like a lot of the, I don't know. We've never had really trouble with anyone being like, "Hey, like that song was inappropriate for my kids." They like, okay. they like, see the whole picture. I think that's good. Part. That's yeah. good. All right, back to Elon. I also feel like you know, you there is a lot of mainstream music that is like legitimately super inappropriate. I feel like our music really isn't that inappropriate. Like in the context of like. I don't know, like growing up and hearing like Soldier Boy on the radio. Nothing against Soldier Boy. Right. Like I think Soldier Boy is cool. You know, it's d- getting hot in here. Say that again. What about it's getting hot in here? Which my 
younger brother and I used to jam out to in the car with my mom in like elementary school and had no idea, you know. Or like candy shop or disco stick. Oh my God. (laughs) With that said, what do your parents think of your music? Like, do you, are you like, hey mom, here's our latest album. You want to listen together? (laughs) I think for the most part, the short answer is that yes. I think for the most part, we've been really very lucky with parents who are not just supportive in a lot of ways, but like kind of into it. Okay. A lot of our parents come see a lot of our shows. Uh, I think in ways I've even had like, uh, you know, my, my, uh, people I've dated parents over the years have also even been fans (laughs) to ways that have been surprising and hilarious. I recently, in a new song that uh, Matt wrote called Spice Girls about grandmas, <clears throat> wrote a rap about slash for my grandma, who had recently turned 80. And um, I rapped it for her on her 80th birthday. And she was so thrilled. <laughs> she asked for a recording so that she could show her friends um, at their weekly art docent meeting at the Asian Art Museum in San Francisco um, and then proceeded to tell all them that she couldn't send them a copy though because it was still copyrighted and you know we hadn't published it yet and she didn't want anyone to steal my material <laughs> in my grandma rap <laughs> so yeah my, my family loves it they're so stoked well that's cool very cool let's talk about your costumes a little bit What we have a listener question is there any talk of costume changes not yet Although, I will say, it's something that's been brewing in my head. And I did try on a different lion costume. One that actually looked like a lion, not like a duck. And it didn't go over so well. It was a little bit too intimidating, I think, for the band. Larry over here, like... Is going against a long. Uh, who's the drummer who you just heard speak? <laughs> he is going against a long tradition of Larry drummers, and I don't know, trying to turn himself into some sort of volcano or something. <laughs> like literally, uh, and just so everyone knows, we're we're not having it. He, <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I would like to publicly announce that no. my name. Is now the no! Su- no! <laughs> name is Larry. All right, so <laughs> uh, aside from like my name is Vasily. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, in, in regards to costume changes, I can say uh, without a doubt that we are unilaterally on board that there will be no further uh, changes in terms of uh, personalities, probably. Um, but <laughs> ge- generally, I mean, yeah, like. Sometimes we, in terms of like the personality, the character itself, uh, I think we're pretty, we're pretty locked in. You know, I know that like, um, as the squid that came about, um, because it's something that for some weird reason, people really like are, um, I I don't know. They, Uh, something about squids, people seem to love squids. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. And also, I guess, at this point, like, more people know me as squid, at least in regards to Porky's. Sure. More people know me as squid than as, like, uh, Nick. So, so I'm the squid now, and I don't, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. All right. Uh, and the same goes for Larry. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, we, we haven't heard from Marshall over here in a little bit. Marshall's stewing right now. It looks well, like. <laughs> well got Marshall was thinking about updating his costume to perhaps a male romper. Ooh. Yeah, I, I found a, an ad for, for a male romper that looked pretty cool. I was like, oh. Yeah, romphim.com. Yeah. <laughs> I've, ones, I've looked the, this oh. up. <laughs> the, the ones I saw were like $100. Yeah. I was like, nah. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, but I the, the shirt I wear has half of its buttons. Uh, and so I, I, I could, I could have a, a, co- or a, a, wardrobe. a wardrobe update, but I mean, my, my persona as dumpster boy will be, it's, well, I, I was hesitant about it at first, but it's slowly just become more solidified 
including the song that I wrote. Yeah, yeah, and then we also just did another interview for Lawrence alum, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be an alum magazine with my name as Dumpster Boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there's there's a, a long like establishment before that. I that was not. I realized that I was not getting away from it, and so then I wrote a song to embrace it. If I'm not being too presumptuous in saying this, I think for a while. Uh, We've, uh, we were so so a few years ago. To make a long story short, Marshall lost a bet and jumped in a dumpster. Um, and then a few months later, he appeared in the Ham in a Can video, jumping out of a trash can. Though, throughout all this time, there had been jokes about where his name f- goes from Marshall to Darshall to Drashall to Trashall. So there was also that aspect of it. But all of these things were, for the most part, inside jokes among us. So it's always been it's always been uh, kind of because because for the most part the other costumes the the character and the name is evident in what it looks like squid is squid hot dog trombone Larry Larry you know but dumpster boy and then I feel like all the time because you don't see him and see a hot dog or whatever we're always like I'm trumpet it's Marshall and then we're like it's dumpster boy and there's nothing about his costume that indicates dumpster boy but it seems like we're really doubling down and, and I feel like I'm always trying to be like by the way he jumped in dumpster it's dumpster boy something I do want to Dumpster boy, excuse me. Something I do want to point out about Marshall's costume is how many people, I mean, I can think of at least three moments in which people have, like, offered to buy Marshall's shirt oh my God. off of his back. Sure. I, I was like, yeah, how about the leggings, the cat leggings? What's the maintenance like on all those costumes? Then? You don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> we can leave it at that. Nobody wants to know. <laughs> all right. I have a, a random question I want to talk to you about the Wausau Battle of the Bands. Do you remember that from like a year ago, a year and a half ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, had you guys played in Wausau before that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we played at um, Malarkey's. Okay. Yeah. In the bar across the way. Yeah. Um, Wausau's not known yet. I think they're getting better with their music scene. Obviously, the, uh, that Battle of the Bands, there was maybe a couple dozen people at that show. Did you go into that thinking you were going to win? Um. I went to high school with the marketing director for the Grand. Okay. So when we played in Wausau the first time, and her and I saw each other for the first time in like three years, she was like, we're doing a battle of the band. You should enter. And I remember bringing it to the band and being like, I feel like we should do this, but if we go, we should really try to win, or else it will have been a really big waste because we'll have driven three hours, played for 12 minutes, and then driven three hours back. So I remember we went and we played, and then there was a point where it was like, okay, everybody is going to like vote by text uh-huh. uh, for who, what band was their favorite. And we were all thinking, like, can we vote for ourselves? And someone said, like, can we vote for ourselves? And they were like, oh, no, no, sure. And we were like, oh, our phones are all downstairs. And then we were like, wait, we need to go get our phones <laughs> because we need to win this or else it would have been really dumb. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think I... I feel like it felt like we needed to, or else it would have been. A I big think you guys ways. deserved. You did really good. I was. I thought maybe there's there were some local bands there, so I thought everyone's just there for their you know their local musicians, and that's who's kind of going to get the vote here. But wait, and everyone was great. But when you guys hit the stage, it just took the whole thing to another level. Like the energy in that room just picked up, even for us, you know, a couple dozen people out in the crowd. But it was you guys rocked it. I was just instantly enthused by everything you were doing on stage. So. Uh, was that the first show you saw of us? No. I had oh, seen okay. you guys at Mile Music a couple oh, okay. years ago, and then I was living in Monaco at the time, so I was like, oh, that's only an hour away. I'm totally going to go catch that. So, And being from Wausau, I'm like, i got to go support, you know? So, And also, I think that was our first and only to date battle of the bands. Like, we, that's not something that we usually do. Okay. So that was sort of like a, not strange, but that was sort of a one, a unique thing for us. At the time. Cool. I also have a fun factoid that I don't know if came out about that. That, the, the, the competition for it, it took place on the 10th anniversary to the day of my bar mitzvah. Oh. <laughs> Fascinating. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa, the truth comes out. You guys, play, you guys have played a lot in Wausau after that, so I think your following really picked up there because of that performance and continues to grow, and that's really helping Wausau, so that's great. One of my favorite shows we ever played was in Wausau at the 400 block, 
um, when the, the dinosaur showed up and the pig danced on stage and we had a hundred kids dancing on stage during the Beyonce tune. And, well, that's awesome. Oh, that, that was a, that was a good one. We love Wasa. I have a, a, another listener question. Uh, what's your workout regimen to be able to play and move a lot like you guys do on stage? Ha! We do a heck of a lot of CrossFit. Um, oh yeah, Shasta's the most beastly member of the band, so here we go. <laughs> Hello, I am the resident um, exercise professional. Um, so we all sign up for lots of exercise classes and then proceed not to go whatsoever to save our energy for the shows. We are on a high carbohydrate diet, mainly made out of um, beer. And we regularly stop. You have to eat once every three hours at least. Quick Trip is our favorite stop location. Amen. Um, highly recommend Donuts coffee so something they haven't talked about yet was that my name is vesuvius oh boy get this just stop it we can have you get your own episode of the podcast if you want okay here's the deal (laughs) here's the deal here's the deal we saw a uh ford mustang yesterday on the highway coming out of minneapolis that literally had the license plate vesuvius which means the name is taken (laughs) hey if you can get the instagram handle I'll let you be Vesuvius. No, 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 but it has to be it has to be Vesuvius, no numbers, no anything else. And it can't be spelled weird. Couldn't be like Vesuvius Larry? No. No. <laughs> Another listener question in, what's the worst instrument accident or funniest oh, moment with an instrument harsh. that you've experienced? All right, so two, twofold. Uh, we played at the... No, it wasn't the same week. I don't think it was the same week. No. Pretty close together. So we played at the, the a place called the Red Dock in Sagatuck, Michigan. We literally played on a dock. Um, <clears throat> they, they had to tell us to stop jumping. <laughs> uh, and I put my, so I, I have, you know, a couple different trumpets that I play. And I was playing my good one. And uh, it got stepped on. Uh, it might have been me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, no way to know. Nobody knows, but it got stepped on and was bent, and luckily that was the end of our, our like uh, tour, so I was able to go home and get that fixed. Um, so then I started using my uh, like sort of backup trumpet. Different show. Uh, I sort of like bumped into uh, a speaker, and it sort of started tipping, and so I went to go grab it and just dropped my trumpet. Uh, and so the valve stopped working for that. So uh, I broke two trumpets with Porky's. Wow. And so now I bought a pocket trumpet, and it's indestructible. So, yeah. So though I, I think that's probably the, the, the worst of the instruments. I don't know if anybody else has had any major instrument. Uh, I have two things. Um, one, as an edit, uh, yeah, you totally stepped on your own trumpet. When it happened, nobody said for sure who it was. So I don't think you can just go back and gaslight. I did. I said it was you. <laughs> no, I, don't think so. I, I am 98% sure it was you. Yeah, it's probably the worst instrument um, gaff, as they say. Uh, but one time I did get so drunk that I forgot I was in the band and started oh. dancing, <laughs> which was a very fun show that I played half of. And then one time we flew to New York and the airline lost our wireless microphone setup, Ooh. the entire wireless microphone setup, the first gig after we bought our thousands of dollars worth of microphones. They didn't put them on the plane. Um, and then said that they would deliver it to us and then then eventually they did, but they were like, Oh, we'll give it to you at noon. And we're like, okay. And we called them back at noon. They're like, you know, we'll get it to you at like two o'clock. And we called them back at two o'clock and they're like, we're loading them up on the truck right now. We'll have it to you by, and eventually they get it to us like right before our gig that night. It was at the venue. venue. Yeah. Panic I'm guessing leading up to that or minor disaster. Yeah. In New York. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you guys. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, switching gears a little bit. Music education seems to be an important part of Porky's. You guys plan and organize events that get people involved with music, especially kids. Uh, is there a single moment or event from your childhood that inspired you to want to play an instrument or pursue music? Um, 
I mean, I'd already been playing trombone, you know, started in fourth grade, did the whole band thing. Um, my middle school band director brought this group called the Youngblood Brass Band to my middle school, and they did a workshop and a performance, and it was the most badass situation I've ever seen a trombone player be a part of. And so then I was like, oh, trombone's cool. I ever do trombone. It'd be cool. And that was sort of the start of my uh, interest in initially New Orleans uh, jazz and funk and stuff. And then, you know, it turned to more generally into funk and everything else that I've done since. That was definitely big for me. Uh, both of my parents are music teachers. Um, so music for me has been just there essentially since birth. Um, so I, I definitely wasn't one particular thing, but it just kind of was what I grew up with. Um, for me, when I was in eighth grade, my older brother bought a really, really, really cheap drum set from a friend of his. And we he put it in my parents' basement, and I just started hitting it, learning Green Day and Weezer songs uh with my buddy um and that's how i got started i i did take piano lessons when i was smaller but i told my piano teacher when i was in second grade that i would never play music again because i hated it so much (laughs) 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 and here i am larry plays drums he doesn't play music (laughs) (laughs) i guess if we're If we're going around, uh, I didn't have, like, a single thing, um, personally. I was really lucky to um, have parents that put up with me, like, wanting to do piano lessons one year and then viola the next and whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah, I played viola, and I was damn good and played saxophone. That was the big one. I almost went to college for saxophone. What? Are you better than me? Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, as it, as it relates to, like, music education, like, I don't know, I, I, I just think, and I think we all think this, that, um, like, the music is uh, an important way that listening, everybody interacts with the world, whether it's um, listening or creating or, or dancing or whatever, and it's important to, like, you know, teach people about it. <laughs> I took piano lessons growing up. My mom and my grandma both played cello semi-professionally, um, which is why I absolutely refused to ever play cello um, and decided I hate all stringed instruments, really. They are just not not my bag, baby. Um, so in middle school, I'd been really resistant because my parents really, or well, my mom mainly, really wanted me to play music, and I just absolutely did not. But I'd been playing piano, and my mom wanted me to join the jazz band, so I played piano in the jazz band but there were two pianists and so and there was no bass player so my jazz director said well you better learn how to play bass <laughs> and so her and I switched off playing bass and by that I mean neither of us played bass we just stood there with the bass and played piano when we could um but I saw this kid playing this giant shiny orange instrument which turned out to be a berry saxophone and then next year in high school I was like I want to play the berry sax and so my band director gave me a tuba. <laughs> and I proceeded to play tuba and marching band for the next three years in my cheerleading uniform, which is an absolute disaster. Don't do that. Um, you mean I'm not going to see an appearance in the tuba and Porky's Groove Machine ever? Mm, I'm going to leave that to somebody else. Oh. <laughs> um, but then, since I had, was playing tuba and I wanted to play saxophone, I learned how to play saxophone, and I learned how to play a couple other things. And... At that point, I realized, oh, music is fun, and it's cool, and it's not the cello, and I love it, and I will keep on doing it, and that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, here we are. What's going on? I've been having diarrhea for the last 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Honesty. It's good. Well, yeah, what I miss. What, is there a single moment uh, that inspired you to you know, pursue music or learn an instrument? What was the start of it all for you? I was speaking on behalf of you do the music education, which is, you know, good for the kids, you know, gets them involved. Yeah. It could be their first experience. So the kids, what man. Was yours? Um, a couple come to mind really quick. My, I had a really great elementary school music teacher who was a guitar player. Who, If you ever buy a ukulele instruction book by Hal Leonard, he may have written it. Um, he play he plays all like, uh, like Tin Pan Alley, like early twenties, like folk and blues. He, anyway, for some, 
on ukulele, mandolin, banjo, guitar. You're a really interesting person. Anyway, he was an amazing teacher. My dad also kind of badly played guitar, uh, and so I heard guitar while I was falling asleep. Shade, yeah, seriously. Um, so that happened. I remember hearing uh, Blink 182's first date as the first song that was on Now Four. Oh, the I Now think. CDs. And just listening to that beginning all over and over again. That's another one that comes to mind. And then uh, my junior year in high school, I remember going to see the Arctic Monkeys at the Rave in Milwaukee uh, by myself uh, and being in the crowd and being like, Oh, my God! This is life! I'm alive! Like, I gotta do this! Did you know that there's a Now 69? There's a Now 69? (laughs) Yeah, there is. That is sick. All right, we're almost done here, guys. Thank you for sharing all your stories. You know, uh, I want to. Your latest album just came out. Uh, Hello, my name is. I was just kind of curious. You know, What's your name? my name's Drew. You can't just yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to say your name. Yeah. Okay. Hello, my name is Drew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, tell me about the album, the title name. You know, what's what's it about? Marshall, as the yeah, why don't you take it as the next person in line and as the person who came up with that idea. Uh, so, uh, we had a, actually a pretty difficult time figuring out what the album was going to be called. Um, and so we had a, a pretty long list of just, like, really dumb uh, album. <clears throat> yeah, there, there's some, there are definitely very <laughs> dumb ones. I, I, we, you know, we uh, coming back from a gig, I don't remember what we were playing, coming back from a gig, we... July 29th, 2018, Atwood Fest in Madison, Wisconsin. Great. So we're coming back from that, um, and we're like, okay, we we need to like narrow, at least narrow it down. And so we we had this like voting session in the van. So we got it down to four, and we we're like, okay, let's sit on these, think about it. And so then we, I I looked up, and in our van, we did a we did a, a fundraiser for to buy our van. And so part of part of the fundraiser is that if you donated, we would write your name on hello, my name is stickers and stick them up in the van. So inside of our van is a lot, a hundred, a hundred and four, um, hello, my name is stickers. And so after we like, like pretty much a minute after we, we decided to stop talking about it, I looked up and I was like, Oh, what if we named it? Hello, my name is cause we wanted something that this is our first like real studio album. And so we wanted something that sort of like kind of introduces us. And like, this is like us as like a real serious group and a serious album. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we're super serious. So here's the list of all the all of the album names that uh, we didn't end up using. Ham of God. <laughs> Dunk in the Funk. And when did they? <laughs> A personal favorite of mine. Meat to please you. Uh huh. M e a t. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> all right, this was one of the finalists. One of the finalists. Ham of God. Meet your maker. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Here's a good one. Porkin' hard or hardly porkin'. <laughs> Could you just write a song about some of these songs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the some of these come from song lyrics. So okay. You'll recognize some of the phrases. Life on Planet Funk. Superfluous buns. Uh, different kind of funk. Uh, oh, I guess yeah. Meet your maker again. So we ham of God. Meet your maker was a mashup. Uh, Wow, what chops? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say it as if that's how we're going to read it, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's this album? Wow, um, what Actually, chops? and from the very beginning of the project, almost a year prior to us recording it, we were referring to the project as Meat Sounds. <laughs> and and that, that some people in the band had decided that that might not be the best idea eventually, but I don't know. It was, it was on the final list, so... Um, there, there's one that's just exclamation point question mark. <laughs> uh, songs for the below average funketeer. Uh, this, this one's a little risque. Yeah, that was Luke. Uh, this one's a little risque. Softcore pork. <laughs> uh, in the in the line in the vein of the uh, final decision, meet the porkies. Also M E A T. Oh, this is good. Fifty Shades of Pork. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, the Funk is flowing free tonight. Um, track Meat. 
<laughs> Luke, Luke had a whole had a whole bad section ones. there of some bad ones. Um, but good ones. But good ones. Um, here, here's one: executive board meeting minutes. Meet It's yeah. It's what's for dinner. It's what's for brunch. And then just to follow up with a, a few finals, uh, we got meat cute. That was a, that was a definitely contender. Um, and we'll finish with pigs in a blanket. So I don't know if we ended up with our necessarily our best one or our most funny one, but I think it's the ham one it should be. Ham of God, meet your maker was definitely the best one. <laughs> Softcore pork, maybe yeah. Well, I'm surprised. Have you guys any Friends fans? TV show Friends? Do you guys watch that at all? Oh my gosh, so long ago. Oh, Joey makes a remark when he's, he eats a lot and he goes like, I got the meat sweats. Oh, meat sweats. Oh, meat sweats. How did we not come up with that? We're going to change wow. it now to meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're releasing the album. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, we're just that's pretty much everything. I have one last question. Are you guys back for mile seven? Yeah, we are. Okay. We don't know time slots or places or anything, but okay. we'll be doing our music ed stuff with the music education team. Uh, music is a birthright, and we'll also be doing our... A series of performances. Awesome. And we'll probably play on the bus because oh, the bus is where the funk is at. Have you guys played on the bus before? Yeah. Oh, all right. Every year. Oh, sweet. That's, that was your first time seeing us. On the bus? Oh, no. We, uh, already, went over, we already went over this. I First time I actually saw you guys was on the street outside the, street. the PAC, oh, like after you guys. After yeah. That. You're right. right after the bus. Oh, my I, gosh. I, we, I, we were going to see you guys because of that song, Puberty. Yes. And uh, we had left one venue, and we saw you guys just jamming out in your costumes. We're like, well, that's fun. Let's just go over there and dance, you know? And you're playing whatever song, and then you're done. You're like, all right, come check us out at Gibson's uh, Music Hall. And I'm like, Porky's Groove Machine? And that's when you guys turned around. I'm like, oh, my God. Awesome. So, All right, you guys. Well, anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap that up? Final thoughts. Uh, if you're curious into learning more about how each of us became the character that we are and the growth of the band through times and all of our trials and tribulations you can check out our upcoming biopic uh from spam to fam uh, porky's adventure uh which airs on the cw on april 20th <laughs> 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 On a serious note, if you or anyone you know is related or knows somebody who works for the Miller Company and they know somebody in the marketing department, please call us. We need a Red Dog endorsement stat. <laughs> All right, final thoughts right there. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I see you looking, you're checking out my sales. If you come this way, we can tabulate, cause you know that's where I excel. Input your digits, come on and top them on this screen. Or we can just use text, you decide what's next, we'll go ahead and set up a subroutine. Can I get your numbers? Send them all over to me. And I'll get them looking nice, you know, oh so professionally. Cause I'm a nerd on the street, but I'm a freak in the sheets, come on. That is. Rows of columns, welcome to my world. Formulas and functions, I'm gonna take your data for a world. Which way you want it? A baby scatterbot or pie? I'll adjust the presentation, I'll make it look like any kind of table you like. If you got data, you need for medical condition and
365, I'll be your tech support. You can always look me up. I'll help you out with Excel, Google Docs, and Numbers. I'm even good with Python. What's up? When you hear the sound, you get down like a column ABC. You know I'm talking like a row. I like one, two, three, because I'm a nerd on the street and I'm a freak in the sheets. Come on! Alrighty, folks, there you have it. Porky's Groove Machine. That was so fun. Did you like it? I was loved there... it. Oh. <laughs> Did you learn a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Those guys are... I didn't are... know I needed to learn. All right, exactly. It was like following them was just, you know, I was awestruck at the same time, but like yeah. I would get lost in all the, the greatness, if you will, Porky's Groove Machine. <laughs> it was intense being in a room and six of them sitting around a circle in front of me, you know, and, yeah. and following their inside jokes and conversations and trying right. to pull answers, you know, for my questions, you know, and <laughs> still to date when I was editing the podcast, I'm like, was that real or fake? <laughs> the whole bit at the end of the episode when um, Nick is talking about the... <laughs> The CW special spam to fam. I'm like, I better get the deets on that <laughs> in 2069. And, yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> They're so like just quick witted, though. Yeah. You know, it's, I was just and definitely close knit group. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad they came on the podcast. And, yeah. and I hope you all have learned something interesting or fun or just a different perspective from Porky's point of view. Yeah, you know, it's good so, to know the inside scoop sometimes. Right, exactly. Helps you connect a little bit better. Right, I really enjoyed hearing like their kind of how they out um, their take on how what got them into music. You know, you, yeah. you learn a little bit about everybody. You know, and. Mm-hmm. They'll have such wonderful, soothing voices, too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they should be, like, performers or something. I know, right? Yeah, maybe they should, they should sing. Maybe they should sing. You know, my a follow-up question I might, I might have for them sometime, I thought about asking it, too, was, would they ever consider doing a serious ballad song? Oh, yeah. You know, they're all mm-hmm. funk songs, yes, but could you do a slow song? Yeah. You know, I mean, what would that sound like from Porky's Groove Machine? Mm-hmm. It could still be dirty if you want. Yeah. I mean, consider songs like by Marvin Kaye, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Give us something to, like, slow <laughs> groove. town groove. to. Oh, thank you. Oh, slow groove. That's better. <laughs> Less dirty. <laughs> She's humping the air over here. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> So yeah, that that's that was the interview, and now it's out there for the world. So enjoy everybody. Yeah, thanks, and uh, stay tuned for more new episodes of the Drew Han Show. Don't forget to like, follow, and share my page, the Drew Han Show. You can find it on Instagram, on Facebook, you can uh, all the social media platforms. You can find the show on Google Play and on the Stitcher Podcast app or Apple Podcast. Did I say that yet? No, Apple Podcast. And lastly, go check out Perky's Groove Machine. You know, follow their social handles. I think you'll be quite entertained by Porky's Groove Machine. So, uh, they're a fun bunch of people, and they might be coming to a city near you soon. So, uh, look them up. Check them out. All right. My name's Drew. That's Cooper Producer. Smooches. Toodles. Don't turn me on. Hey, I'm just kidding. Matt, could you just take your fingers off the mic? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a top sheet on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to want a top sheet on this mic. This is... I don't know if anyone else knows this, but Marshall was born with a trumpet in his hands and he was playing a high C.
immediately oh, on the way out. Oh, <laughs> I guess I never, I never got that clarified. Instruction book by Hal Leonard. He may have written it. Um, his name Hal Leonard? No, his name's Lil Rev. It's his <laughs> stage name. What's your stage name? <laughs> the Shazastical. Yeah, there we go. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, now. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Or what about this? Yeah. The next. Our next album. Now that's what we call music for 2069. Right there. <laughs> and you just saw the magic at work. I like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, that's how it happens, Drew. <laughs> I'll tell ya. So we narrowed it down to three. Oh, we narrowed it down to. We narrowed it down to. I I think we got it down to three. I have it at four. Maybe so. Maybe okay. So I think we had it at four. Um, and so then. Um. All right. Now now we'll we'll just go right to the really good ones. Um, Meat Spin Two, the Miami Corkscrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Just Google Meat Spin. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something here. Oh, have you not seen Meat Spin? Uh -uh. Okay. Oh I'm oh so god. sorry for your fans. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, alright, alright, alright. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't Google that. Don't Google that. Um, One more Vesuvius. I need Vesuvius. There's not. There's no swear words in it. Uh, there's no real mention of sex. I have the microphone. <laughs> I got another thought. I was just. I'm moving my fingers off the mic. Jesus. You know my my. Uh, uh, people I've dated, parents. Well, I think at first we went into it trying to figure out how to get there because our, our van broke down. <laughs> we didn't have a van when we went to compete. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you talk. <laughs> no, we did. Oh, no, that was for the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fresh red dog here. Marshall would really like everyone to know that he had an excellent cheddar worst last night. Would you like to describe what I was feel on like that? I think it's very important. <laughs> yeah, so I had one of the best cheddar worst I've ever had in my life. Uh, so we, we we played a show last night, and I was like, man, I'm really hungry. I only had a turkey sandwich uh, for lunch, and so we stopped to get uh, the red dog, and so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get a cheddar worst, and so I got it. Uh, went for the mustard like I normally do with every broader hot dog I have. Sure. Usually, usually go with relish, but why didn't you get the relish? Well, so I, I wasn't feeling. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want the, the sweetness of the relish. Sure. Uh, so instead, I, I went for a little Frank's uh, red hot sauce. I see. Uh, and so I, I really like created my own uh, spicy mustard and just left it at that. Just left it at that, and it was delicious, and uh, it's very tasteful. It was, it was great. And that's how you get the energy to move around while <laughs> on stage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of the Wausau 400 block show, I found this video on my computer yesterday. <laughs> and it's over there. But it's still pretty funny. Couldn't be like Vesuvius Larry? No. No. All right. Uh, got a little beer on the floor. It's all good. Don't tell. Don't tell. Don't tell anyone. Ow. You guys are a close-knit group, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's some <laughs> doubt, yeah. We're like family. <laughs> My name's Vesuvius. <laughs>